Welcome to another Keel Hall podcast. I'm your host, Captain Logan, and we've got a lot of Sea of Thieves news to cover today, so tie yourselves to the mast and hold fast. Ahoy there, pirates. I hope you had yourselves a good week and a good weekend. I know I did. This week, it is the August 2021 Keel Hall to Gold Hoarder episode. The community has joined me today to talk about Sea of Thieves, how they're feeling about things. Let's get into a little discussion. But before we get into that, I have to let you know about the rest of the patrons. This week, thanks go out to, of course, Bentley Beaver, Chateau Neuf, Chris Horn, Cosmic Johnson, El Jefe Esteban, Gingerbeard, Trickster, Jabaro5, Casio the Rogue, Lumpy SRQ, Dub Dub Goose, Evil Morpheus, Xbox Mike 29, Munchie, Registella, Russ Bell Kid, TN Professor, Vibrolux, Big Bad Pad, Mina Fairy, Super Pack, Davram TV, Fergatron, Straw Hat Connor, Windsor Chris, and Zam Wow. Thank you so much for your support it means the world to me i hope that more of you are able to join me for the community episodes if we need to work out better times or different days just let me know there's always an opportunity for you to join in as we have plenty of people with lots of good opinions that i want to share with the rest of the community so if you want to be one of those people you can always join up at patreon.com forward slash keelhaul podcast join up give your support it helps me out a lot and make sure that the content is continued on because as i uh continue on with this it just it means the world that i'm actually able to do this for a part-time job at this point this is this is how much you guys are helping out so thank you let's get into the discussion with the gold hoarders that did join me this weekend as we talk about different things as far as how they're feeling about the season events we talk about a sneak peek on a comic that's coming up next month and a bunch of other stuff so let's get into it all right welcome everyone to the keel hauled August community episode. This is with our gold hoarders. If you want to become a gold hoarder, it's real easy to do. Just head over to patreon.com forward slash keelhauled, join up in the gold hoarder level, and you will gain access to the gold hoarder channel as well as the special recordings at the end of each month where I ask the gold herders to come on to share their thoughts, their opinions, talk about the news, and generally just get a feel for how the Sea uh, Thieves community, at least from my community, is doing. So I wanted to welcome again this week, El Jefe Esteban, Mina Ferry, Registella in Big Bad Pad. How are you all doing? Doing great. I'm good. Doing good. Enjoying the weather. Awesome. I have terrible weather here. It is hazy because of fires and exceptionally warm, and I'm hating every bit of it, but that's okay. I can live with that. Hopefully it's a little bit cooler where you guys are at uh, and getting some rain. Freezing down here, mind you. Uh, that's true. Well, I wanted to bring up uh, a couple things with everyone. Um, we haven't heard very much about the Sea of Thieves podcast. Uh, it's something that they, they brought in very shortly, and subsequently have only done two episodes with. I had a feeling that this was something that they were going to do on the regular. Uh, they have not done anything regular, and I think I understand why now. Um, just the other day, we got the official announcement. This is something they've been testing for a bit. They have the official Sea of Thieves television. Now, if you're not familiar, this is something where you can head over to twitch.com forward slash Sea of Thieves. And during the week, you can watch different uh, community members do streams on the Sea of Thieves channel uh, as well as their own to kind of showcase some of the community's uh, content. Um, this is something that I do with my podcast. This is something I told them I would do for them if they wanted to hire for me, uh, where I try to get on uh, community members, um, either actual content creators or just community members in general, 
to talk about the state of the game to showcase their content and give people an idea of where they can actually find stuff so just kind of off the cuff um did anyone have any feelings about this when they first saw the announcement or is this something you've been checking into i saw it and thought that they just kind of maybe more of a fleshed out version of kind of what they've already been doing with uh kind of you know tapping in with some of the other content creators so i mean it's good for the folks who are uh who are out there i think it you know, will give people a better um i don't know better reach uh with the community at large so i think it's an overall good idea yeah yeah it's it's interesting how did uh did you guys used to watch the weekly streams when those were going live back in uh gosh what was it 2018 2019 no, unfortunately i couldn't because uh well British Standard Time and all that stuff and Australian Standard Time doesn't really work out for those who live in Australia so yeah it's uh, pretty annoying that you have to wake up I mean if you want to then you kind of have to but yeah yeah it's just not worth it from people in Australia but and yeah. then you used to watch like you know the uh the uh, re one CFE's YouTuber who used to do like the CFE's developer stream recap videos like, you know, just in case there might be like a little hints or see a teases. But other than that, not really. But like, I, mean, I could always watch the VODs later on. Yeah, I was going to ask if if uh, if you just ended up waking up or, or when you found time, just jumping onto the VOD to watch those instead. That's just way too early for me, even by, you know, it's on a Wednesday and I usually have to get up real early on a Wednesday. It's even it's even earlier on a Wednesday for me back then. So not worth it for me, unfortunately. But it's but for everybody else, it's fine. But again, Australian times is the curse times for things yeah. like I don't know, Gamescom. I was just thinking, uh, similar to the way that we watch Netflix. Netflix isn't uh, done live. We usually just go back and watch it whenever we watch it. I figured the I I'm subject to this as well too. I rarely ever go back to watch Twitch vods. So when someone streams it, I either watch it or I don't, but I rarely ever go back just to uh, watch the video of the past stream and stuff because it kind of misses something when you can't actually interact with the actual content creator. An interesting thing that we'll watch on demand YouTube videos whenever we want, but we won't go back to watch uh, Twitch VODs. Um, yeah, that's true. Anyone watch the Twitch VODs? I'm just curious. I used to watch the weekly dev streams every week till they stopped. <laughs> yeah, I used to watch the weekly streams fairly regularly. Was it uh, the devs that brought you to it or was it the content creators? Because uh, this is one of those things where this is solely about the creators themselves. For me, it was kind of a mixture of both. Like I was always interested to see what the devs had to say about, you know, different things or whatever. Yeah, it was the devs for me. I think there was one or two that the people that they had on I wasn't interested in seeing, so I didn't watch those ones. Um, but for the most part, it was the devs. Sometimes it was the people they had on as well, just to see how they interacted with them. Yeah, yeah, and definitely. Yeah, I also also liked the the fact that the one the during one stream, uh, one developer decided to act accidentally leak fire before it was actually revealed i was like oh my god they they maybe that's why they don't want to do developer streams anymore because they don't want any of slippery tongues or whatever you yeah remember that yeah i do it Those was uh fun. it's it's interesting to to see because uh with the with the sea of thieves television this is kind of that that situation where they are trying to showcase the content creators but i think a lot of the draw for uh the the weekly streams at least was 
trying to get a beat on where the devs were at when they were actually playing the game and get their opinions and see if they could run into the same issues that I think a lot of us run into uh, to kind of maybe even validate some of the requests that we have as far as like bug fixes and stuff like that. Um, at least that was always kind of my perspective. I always like kind of understand, you know, how familiar with the game are the devs who are showcasing it because that was it was always one of those moments. It's like most of us know how to play the game. We tend to have a lot of bug requests and a lot of uh, things that we'd like to see brought to the game and trying to get a better idea of if that's something that they share as well too, uh, kind of gave, got us a, a little bit towards that path. And, you know, we kind of found out a little bit about that when we did see those weekly streams with the Seathies television, it'll be an interesting situation to see if this will kick off. I imagine given the ease of the nature of it, they all they have to do is just give certain streamers access to that uh, channel. And once those streamers, you know, are trusted and they can make sure that they're, you know, being showcased, I don't even know if they need to. They could just actually host them for those times. Uh, it seems like that's kind of the situation where they're just looking to get content that isn't being produced by them themselves. Uh, it's just something that they're able to um, allow other content creators to do. Pad, did you have any questions? Nope, nothing from me. No. Cool. Well, I, I'm glad that they're doing stuff like this. It's interesting to see how they are going to be taking some of the content creators out there uh, to showcase them. I did see on Twitter that Deadeye Dre was saying that it'd be nice if we got uh, writers on there, um, similar to like my my situation where I would love to to break down a, a a Sea of Thieves episode and how I record a podcast for people that are interested just for Sea of Thieves. Um, so that way it was kind of we're getting a broader scope of the content creators out there because we we do have a few people who are craftsmen. We also have a couple people who are artists. And then, of course, streamers, as usual, who are jumping on to kind of showcase the game or the community itself. It'd be nice to kind of round that out uh, if this is going to be in a medium where people are just coming for the the general broad scope of content. Uh, it'd be nice to kind of showcase some of that stuff. Um, outside of that, there wasn't a whole lot of news that we've really jumped into. Uh, I know that we kind of got the Twitch drops and um, Mina decided that she would head this up. Uh, I think this this set, Mina, you, you've been kind of notifying people in the uh, Discord about the the Twitch drops. Uh, thank you for that. And Pad, you've, you've kind of stepped back from that. Um, definitely kind of curious have you guys been enjoying this set of twitch drops i think this is like the uh the last few pieces that we would need right yeah, yeah i really the, like the this ship, particular so, set like the ship set is awesome i, I just love it yeah, i completely agree so have you guys had any problems getting these pieces or they've been pretty pretty easy to remember to pick up um nope it's been nice and easy and one thing that i was really happy to see was that with this lot of twitch drops watching on my xbox has counted towards earning the drop for the last three or four twitch drops that hasn't been the case you could only earn them by watching either on a pc or on your mobile phone for some reason it it worked in the past and then it stopped working and now i'm glad it's working again oh, that's awesome so yeah these are kicking off uh it started on friday the 27th uh it's going till monday the 30th so make sure that you're sticking with it and watching a partner on twitch um the directory on sea of thieves has a list of all the different ones if not you can always go to a sea of thieves stream that says twitch in the uh, title and it'll pop up with a little dialogue box just a reminder too, uh, you have to claim those. You can't just watch and get it. You do have to go into your drops section on Twitch and uh, claim those as far as I know. 
Uh, you do have a certain amount of time that those are available for, but you do need to make sure that you actually claim those uh, so that it will apply to your Sea of Thieves account. Other than that, there wasn't a whole lot of news. Uh, the, the actual sale for the Emporium is going live and uh, those are out there if you wanted to take a look. Um, I saw Caleb did mention that he wished that there was a sale section in the, the Emporium to kind of break out the different items that are on sale. I agree. That is something that we have had in the past. I think it's something that we really uh, should be able to to kind of see or have more visibility on. Uh, was there anything that you guys were planning on picking up or were you going to pass on this one? I think I'll pass on this one. Nothing interesting so far for me. I mean, I already got the Black Pearl, so I'm good. Yeah, I typically am the type of person that if I want it, I get it when it comes out. So I have what I want. Awesome. I don't have much in the way of funds at the moment, so... I will be passing this time around. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat. I uh, picked up that C or I picked up that Halo controller, and now, now I'm kind of backing off on purchasing stuff for right now. All right. Uh, the last thing that I think um, we wanted to jump into before we get a couple questions from People's Republic was uh, Regis. You found on another Discord that there is a Sea of Thieves number three. Champion of the Souls comic coming out. This is the the comicsology line that focuses on Pendragon, and uh, this is due out on September seventeenth. This is another free comic book from Sea Thieves, and coincidentally enough, comes out at the end of season three. Season four should be kicking up uh, around September seventeenth, and uh, this should coincide, maybe even bring a little bit of a hint about what we can expect. Or at least just further the story of Pendragon and what's going on with that. So uh, the the bit of blurb that they put with this is, has the Champion of Souls met finally... Oh, they misspelled this. Has the Champion of Souls finally met his match? The fearsome skeleton Lord Lord Grey Morrow has seized the seas and sunk the mighty Black Witch. With a lost crew and wrecked ship, Arthur Pendragon is imprisoned and alone in Shipwreck Bay until a secretive stranger brings the fallen champion the rarest treasure of all. Have you guys gotten a chance to take a look at these comics? Has anyone been been following these or uh, have I been been living in these books far too much? I watched I have, or read I have. through the first one. I haven't I've not sat down and read the second one yet. Well, I, I've read like, you know, the ones about the DeMarco twins, the origins of the trade companies, mainly mainly the Merchant Alliance and the and the Order of Souls when the Order of Souls, oh, Merchant Alliance one was leaked. And uh, learning about Pendragon is really interesting. Like, you know, like his, his heritage from like the mythical King Arthur is a desire for adventure. And, uh, you know, actually tying into the one of the earliest rare games, which was uh, Black Witch, I presume. And uh, yeah, how, how it ties into Sea of Thieves. And yeah, it gives like a little backstory like, how did Pendragon became the champion of souls and how did uh how did the Black Witch end up being on Shipwreck Bay and how it got there, to be honest. Yeah, it's interesting. Wonder wonder what's gonna happen in the uh well, we already know how he got out thanks to a certain thanks to a certain stitcher backstabber that we all know. And uh and but it's nice to you know give like a visual context of like uh, how it happened and what kind of a bargaining thing that May that Stitcher Jim may have done to that. Not sure, but you know, just some context would be nice for like you know how that happened. Yeah, yeah, we kind of have an idea thanks to the journals uh, a little bit about what Pendragon's life was like prior to becoming a a person that we we venture with. If uh, Pendragon continues to be a little more of a 
presence in the comic books, um, does anyone feel like this is something kind of leading towards maybe what season four will lie in store? Or do you think that Pendragon is going to come back in season four and may actually uh, offer us some tall tales or some story to give us a, a reason of why he's so important? Well, he said at the end of the last or the final tall tale that, you know, that he had to stay. He still had work to do. So um, we'll we'll see him again in some capacity at some point. Hopefully sooner before later. Yeah, yeah I, I think he's going to have a, a decent amount of um, inclusion in what happens next. In the fact that he feels slightly guilty, in the fact that he's the one that released him to start with. Get rid of Shouty McShout face. Um, <laughs> yeah, and like you say, was I call was I call a potato head? head. Yeah. <laughs> so he's now had two comics, or will have had two comics. Um, obviously, like you said, I think I read earlier that it's timed to release the same time as season four. Um, so yeah, I think there is definitely more to come from him. Whether that be in Tall Tales or... Um, but going back to your, your comment about comics, um, I was lucky enough to pick up um, physical copies of the first two mm. um, when I went to XO19 um, and thoroughly enjoyed them. And I think that um, they are a great addition to Sea of Thieves and the fact that they give you the history and lore behind the, pe- the people. Um, so I think there is a huge scope um, for Rare to actually do more for quite a lot of the characters in Sea of Thieves. Yeah, I agree. I would love that. There was one thing that I talked to Falcor about over in his Discord channel and then messaged him afterwards to say that I wanted to talk about this. But um, talking about Pendragon and uh, Flameheart in Stitcher Jim, I, I want to toss this idea out to you guys to see if this is something that would be fun or if it's just a, a little too out there. Um, but I definitely want to talk about the idea of a new tall tale that focuses on Flameheart Sr. and where he is. Uh, because right now, we we do know. And, and Pat, I'm glad you, you brought it up because you totally reminded me of that line where, where Pendragon did say that he still had work to do in the Sea of Thieves. And I wanted to think about what he does. Uh, he, he actually kind of mostly focuses on uh, releasing souls from objects, typically people's body parts. And he has the ability to seal or unseal souls from those uh, items. And if we were to try and do something about Flameheart, we would have to be able to trap his soul back into its body. I don't think that we're going to be able to get access to his uh, exhumed body anymore. Uh, But I do think that maybe we have someone nearby that has a part of him that we could use to seal his soul with. Uh, And I wanted to get your guys' ideas about having a tall tale where we go with Pendragon to hunt down Stitcher Jim uh, because Stitcher Jim has a bone finger from Flameheart as a necklace around his neck. And if we could get Stitcher Jim and we could get that necklace, we might have a way to trap Flameheart's soul in that finger and get rid of shouty mcshout face and if that was something i was i'm i would love to get your guys's beat on this if you think it's a it, it would be fun or if it'd be a good idea or if it's just really like just not even going to bother well i mean there's yeah. got to be a way to i mean there's got to be a way to progress that story of of getting rid of flame heart and if you, you know i would assume that the way to do that is you, you're gonna have to you know basically seal the evil back into something and yeah it just makes sense that i mean 
you know, we haven't heard from Stitcher Jim since you know he got he got cursed by opening up the chest. So I mean, it, it all it all needs to tie back in and tie together at some point. So I I would be perfectly okay with that. Yeah, awesome. it'll, it'll be, I'll, I'll be I'll be all right with it. Just you know, just give me a break from calling Captain Flameheart Mister Potato Head because it's literally like a giant skull, like a giant head in the cloud that shouts. And if you yeah. watch Toy Story, then you know how much of a big mouth Mister Potato Head has. Yeah, so it's pretty interesting because you know, yeah, yeah. But then again, you kind of need like you know a bit of a build up, like you know, finding Stitcher Jim, learning about like his backstory, even though he's a bona fide backstabber. You know, but uh, yeah, so yeah, good idea, Logan. Mina, Pad, do you guys uh, feel like a good tall tale with uh, us hunting down Stitcher Jim to get away to uh, to lock Flameheart away so that we're we're kind of over and done with the uh, invasion aspect of his reign would be worth it? I think any progression to getting rid of that redhead out of the sky is okay with me. Um, so yes I'd say tall tales I, I do love them but after a while you're bored of doing them first time around is exciting the second time yeah okay Well, we, um, they, they, they have a shelf life I think Mina you were going to say yeah I think some sort of story progression to move Flameheart on and lessen his impact for, for now I think we've all had enough of him um, I think that would be good I don't know if it necessarily needs to involve Stitcher Jim and his grizzly necklace but if that's how they want to do it then fair enough it would make sense since that's his finger isn't it yeah it always just kind of stuck out in my mind of of why like why would he is is it's it's such a weird thing for him to take like of all the things that you could take of of flameheart like not his hat not like any any of his clothing it's like not his sword yeah he's gonna take a, a finger for reasons it's just really macabre um but yeah i i'm i would love to see something like that if if it didn't pertain necessarily to the necklace that was just kind of the uh the macguffin that i was thinking would be worth having as a, a way to trap him back into an object since we brought him out from the from the skull which i i still want to talk to chapman about because that still confuses the heck out of me but uh yeah the one topic that i did want to jump into there was a bit of news that i did forget about um, did anyone follow Gamescom this week and uh, were, were you guys pretty satisfied with stuff as far as like uh, announcements go or were you just happy about the uh, the actual Borderlands chipset that we got? I didn't see any of it. So I'm, I'm clueless. I, I saw it. I saw it just, you know, I was, I was like doing the whole pod, doing the whole Discord and podcast of Ava, like go, we'll get getting up at 2 a.m. in the morning, an hour earlier than I usually do, at least for, at least for things like this. And uh, watching the watching the Xbox thing, seeing if there's anything, see if he's news. And if you are if you are on Discord around the time the around that time, and you happen to hear my notification, see if he's news coming to being announced on Gamescom or whatever. And uh, sorry about that. As soon as I saw, see if he's like, oh, they can announce some or tease something about season four. But nope, just a ship livery. But it's a very interesting ship livery. Like. I guess we could safely say that uh, that uh, doesn't have, that uh, free third party ship liveries don't have to be bound to uh, like those that are associated with Xbox. Well, at least with on, on directly under Xbox. Pretty sure Borderlands is owned by 2K, is it? Yeah, I think so. Does anyone play Borderlands? No, but I heard it's getting a live action movie. Yeah, which is uh, worrying to say the least. Oh, I don't play it, but I do think they missed a trick on the naming of it because order. Could have used that in the title rather than just mayhem. Mm, 
Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. You know, I've never played Borderlands. Neither have I. That's so funny. I have I have three, but I've barely touched it at all. Uh, it's it's. It, I know there's some big fans out there that have probably. I know at least Asylum. He plays it on the regular. Um, there's there's a few people that I've talked to that were excited about this. I've also seen a couple people refer to this as the McDonald's ship set and uh, how people can get a hold of that. Um, but yeah, this was, this was interesting. This is, and it's super easy to get to. Um, I, I think you guys were saying that it was uh, two gold hoarder vaults, if that's correct. We did one of the ship voyages, the, the ghost ship voyages you get from an order of souls. We did one of those and got it. Just one? You didn't have to do anything else? Yeah, no, true. just one. Did wow. do a bit of, um, bit of ginger as well, Redhead? My, it was locked for me from the, for the course, first yeah. few hours. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, no, we we uh, we finished off somebody else's um, flame heart fleet. Uh, and then we did, and then we oh, did. Oh, I thought you meant I thought you meant an Ashen Lord. Uh, and then again, I I I call him Mister Potato Head, which is I using that now. Called Flame Heart Mister Potato Head just annoyed the hell out of him. I kind of like shouting McShout face, if I'm being honest. So we just, just call him Redhead. He's ginger. Redhead. <laughs> So you guys did a little bit of that and then a ghost voyage and that was uh, enough? Yeah, it was really not a huge amount we had to do at That's all. That's so interesting. See, I did a uh, I did a tall tale. I finished up like the, the final chapter for the Dark Brethren because uh, that was the, the, the furthest along checkpoint that I had at the time. And it gave me 20 favors out of the hundred. And I was like, oh, that's not bad. And then everyone's talking about doing one ghost hole or ghost fleet voyage or like two vaults and i'm like oh, that's so much easier and so much better um but i just love going through the tall tale so i know i'm weird about that uh so yeah that's that's available doesn't take a whole lot to really get uh you get the full ship set and uh, i've already heard from chenzo and crew that they're not too big a fan of the actual cannons um i've heard that there's a weird little iron sight at the very end it's like a like a loop that people are seeing if it's possible to actually use as a kind of a guide for for firing on that but uh i'm glad that they're doing it it is really really weird that they are bringing in borderlands and this event is doing kind of the same things as the plunder games that we just finished up and I, I honestly, I feel bad for Rare because I, I know that they had uh, the Plunder games lined up for the Olympics. And I know that they were probably sitting on the Borderlands stuff for a while. And they probably had the Borderlands stuff set and ready to go for whenever, you know, the movie was was planning on getting released uh, closer and closer to that. And I just I have a feeling that this was one of those things where it's like they had to get this out during Gamescom. They, they realized that, you know, they were going to put something in. They had to pick uh, they had to pick, you know, something to, to show off in the ship set because they usually do ship sets. You know, it's been Gears of War in the past. It's been Halo in the past. It's been Ori in the Blind Forest in the past. We usually get these announcements and stuff with Borderlands and the favors and stuff. I feel like it was just a really it was just bad timing because the, the email that they sent out had like the same same language and stuff like that. It's it's so funny. 
Ahoy there, pirates. This is the ad for this episode, and I did want to let you know if you wanted to avoid these and just get a regular filler, you can head over to the Patreon. There's a special feed just for patrons that get the ad-free version. If you want to keep listening, though, I can't say I blame you because this week I want to let you know about Loot Crate and getting 15% off of most crates and crate subscriptions when you use the link and code ROBOTSRADIO in the show notes. Also, you can head over to audiobooks.com, get your first three audiobooks for free, and that can include any to VIP books or use the affiliate link for Green Man Gaming. If you're a PC gamer or you'd like to save money on games, it's one of the benefit of being a PC gamer. Head over to Green Man Gaming. You can get codes for Steam, Epic, any of the different stores that they have deals going on. They have deals going on all the time and if you plan on buying there, please consider using our affiliate link. All of that goes straight to me through the network. Thank you all so much for everything that you do to support this podcast. It means the world to me and I continue to try and improve the quality and the content for you. With that pirates, let's get back to the show. I I personally haven't gotten this yet. I was saving it for the weekend so till we get to sale so I could actually jump on and do some stuff like this. Um but I haven't gotten a chance to check it out. Has anyone seen have you guys gotten a chance to check out like the ship set? Like, how does it look? Does it look good? Is it is it representative of Borderlands? Like, does it speak to that? Yeah, it's not a bad set. Having never played Borderlands, I have no idea how it fits in with that sort of aesthetic. <laughs> but um, I quite I I like the cannons actually, um, and the figurehead's kind of cute. It's another barrel one. Um, I think it's quite cool. The the bright colors are nice. I don't know what's with the squiggle on the sails either. What that has to do with Borderlands. But, I mean, it's nice enough, yeah. Very cool. Um, I think that was it as far as news. Was there any other bit of news that you guys wanted to dive into before questions? All right. So, with the uh, questions, thank you, Pad, for bringing these up. Uh, apparently, People's Republic from the Discord server wanted to ask a couple questions um, with double bucket slash dig now taken out of the game outside of hit reg, what game mechanics would you add and what game mechanics would you take out slash adjust? So that's kind of a, that's kind of a tough one for me thinking about what mechanics we have in the game that I would adjust because if, if I'm being honest, the one that really kind of sticks out in my mind is loot sprinting. Um, loot sprinting is something that a lot of PC players have easier access to. It is possible on console. You can do it with a controller, but it is exponentially harder in my case. And as a result, I just kind of leave it as is. Um, it was something that was talked about with uh, Chris Marlowe when he came onto the podcast. They saw it as something that isn't actually, uh, it's, it's not taking away from PVP. Um, it's not hurting the game as far as like a, a thing like that. But I, I tend to differ a little bit on that. I tend to think that being able to turn in loot faster because you aren't uh, slowed down by having to actually hold the treasure does kind of increase the amount of uh, gold that a person can earn if they're trying to turn in stuff while they're being uh, chased by another ship. Um, and I do think that that is kind of a tactical advantage. So if I had to pick one to change or take out, I would love for them to work out a way to take out the loot sprinting. Did anyone have any yeah. that they wanted to jump on, or did you want to build off of what I said? One that I would adjust, um, and something that I feel like has been, I don't know, not right for a long time, is if you get into a sword battle, if you start with a slash and then you go to block, block does not work. 
and then by the time it does it's you know, it's three or four slashes in and at that point you know you're pretty much done for so they they really need to do something to when you hit block that block actually works and the one thing i would like to have though it's more of a quality of life thing add some freaking iron sights to the harpoons like that will be very useful for me who you know can't shoot jack for anything like that not jack sparrow but you get the idea try not try my hardest not to swear there because it's just so frustrating to try and like use the harpoons to get loose from the water and just missing a whole lot because the waves are bouncing and you don't have like a targeting thing it just please wear iron size at least a little thing on like like i did with the borderlands good borderlands cannons that on the harpoons please so just kind of ease of use for that um yeah mina did you have any uh mechanics that have been bugging you that you want adjusted or or maybe something that you just want completely removed well i think most of it's already been mentioned um i agree with what's been said in the past about the whole I think it's Mexi was saying about it when they put in the digs for how long it takes to dig up a chest. It takes so long on a galleon to dig up a chest because I think, like she said, they were expecting the whole crew to be digging up one chest. And even if they had one dig less, that would make life a little bit easier <laughs> for me anyway. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I'd forgotten all about that conversation. Uh, not on purpose, but just, yeah, uh, that is definitely something they, they could definitely take a look at. And I would love for them to try and make it a little easier to, since we were so used to double digging. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I would love for them to take another look at. Uh, I can't really think of anything too much. I feel pretty happy with most of where the mechanics in the game are. Uh, I feel like rowboats are in a good place right now. I feel like uh, we, we've kind of gotten used to blunder bombs. If anything, I'm I really want them to take another look at the UI for throwables because uh, there's just not like there's just not a good way to get to throwables in the midst of combat. So I would love it if you could similar to the way that you have your equipment section and you have the emote section in the uh, vanity chest. I would love to be able to go into my equipment radial and customize those so that if on my first radial, I want to have like throwables, like my, my uh, blunder bombs and my fire bombs on that radial, then allow me to adjust that. Allow me to be able to put whatever I want on that first radial because what may be normal for uh, everyone else could be really, really bad for me. And I, I want to be able to have you know fruit cannonballs uh planks things like that on there i don't necessarily need um some of that other stuff on that radial you know i i can take a couple seconds to go to the second radial wheel to get my compass or to get my shovel things like that so just kind of similar to way we set up emotes let me customize the the equipment radial once you have your halo elite controller you can do that <laughs> Oh god, that thing! It's so pretty. Yeah, no. Um, having the elite controller makes that a lot easier. But yes, I do agree. Um, I should be able to customize my wheels. I have throwables set on my elite controller so that I can literally just button and they're there. Yeah, that's that's also, that's also, radials. Let's oh. also think that yeah, they'll also give Eric a bit of an excuse, kind of to uh, add in a third radio so they can add like more items later on in the future. I don't want more items. 
I really don't. I'm I'm set with what we got. We don't need to be adding more uh more things for me to worry about during combat. Well, here's one thing I want to mind: more shanties. Like you know, I don't know. Well, I'm at anybody, <laughs> even though not appropriate. But then again, they got fifth, six, eighteen, twelve, or whatever it's called. Yeah, I I'm I'm totally fine with more shanties because that's and that's a whole nother bucket of worms that we don't have to get into. But there's there's definitely a lot of oh. radial digging for kind of stuff like that. Like uh, the last time I had to try and get into uh, shanties, like just on PC, I, I'm having to crab claw buttons on my PC to be able to open up my radial to get to the second radial to get to the uh what is it the 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 um oh my god not the ba the banjo uh, i'll go with the banjo and then actually get to the shanties to pick those um god, there's there's got to be a better way we need to we really really need to go back to that ui and start looking at it nice i have a controller yeah the controller definitely makes it easier um for for that aspect of, uh, i can hotkey a lot of this stuff but i'm i'm not going to remap my entire keyboard to try and remember six or seven additional hotkeys for stuff yeah pad you were going to say something I, I was um you saying uh opening another bucket of worms just um to me i don't think worms should be in barrels hmm. they be, they're diggable from any island you are on or would they be in a barrel I don't want to. I, I'm, I'm looking for cannibals. I'm looking for food, and I'm looking for planks. So I mash my button, and I'm picking up six worms. It's like, why, why, why would they be, be in a barrel? I can dig them up. I don't need them. Or give me a bait box. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Uh, oh, sorry, Mina. Go ahead. A bait bucket would be awesome. That would be really good. Like a, like no, a storage crate. But I know you would, and then you'd eat all the bait that was in it to spew on me. That was actually the thing that I was wondering is, is how do you, how do you, um, how do you take care of the people that like to use the, the bait as uh, a tactical thing, like being able to, uh, you know, eat a couple worms and then jump aboard a ship. And then while you're fighting someone in a, in a sword fight, puke on them and, you know, deal, deal with that. Like that's, that is a viable tactic for people. They have a shovel. They can also dig up bait. True, but what if they didn't want to hold on to that bait the whole time that they were playing? What if they wanted to, to keep their inventory clear of it? It's the bait bucket. Bait doesn't really take up any extra space that would other be otherwise be used for food or anything. So I don't think that that would be an issue. Yeah, I'm, I'm just trying to think of, of things that people would say, oh, well, this is the reason why this wouldn't be a good idea and throw that at you guys to see if we could talk through kind of the process of like what that goes. I honestly think that a bait bucket would be the the easiest remedy for that. Um, trying to keep the uh, the fruit and stuff separate from the actual uh, barrels. I am curious to hear, do you guys generally still use the barrels a lot or do you have you kind of moved to using the storage crates instead? I still use the barrels. Yeah. For the most part, we use uh, storage crates. We, we have one crew member who is adamant that we use 50-50. Mm. If we get sunk, we still have, obviously, one of our resources. Um, I'm, I'm of the mind that if you've got a storage crate, use that. Mm -hmm. so you have two storage crates, split out one of the products, so you put your food in one or you put the planks in it. Um, if you're on a galleon, it's always a good idea to have a storage crate with planks on the bottom deck. You don't have to keep running up and down, up and down to repair. It kind of reminds me of the layout of Alliance ships, one of the Alliance servers. You know, you got your, your food on top, your cannonballs as well, your plank crates on the uh, the mid and the mid and bottom decks, and uh, whatever else you just uh, wherever else. I'm always interested in seeing like how people change up their uh, their play style because I'm 
I tend to be pretty lazy about my supplies. Most everything goes into one barrel and that barrel just has everything. So when I get into it, I just hit hit the uh, the the take button a lot, grab everything, and then I'll sort it out later on. But in the heat of the moment, I generally just grab whatever you want. And uh, I don't really I don't really run into a situation where I'm eating bait, um, but I can definitely understand the 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 draw to having those shifted over to something. Do you think That's that because you troll your crew with kegs? I troll my crew bait. Mm, that's fair. <laughs> also, those kegs show up on their own. I don't find them. They just appear and I take advantage. With or without a skeleton attached to them. Yeah. No, I, I, I don't know why they appear whenever I get on ships with friends. It just happens. But every time it does, I just I know that, you know, it, there's a there's a skeleton captain with my name on it. Just thanking, you, you know, doing me a favor. Um, Hi, Leah, thank you for it. <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm sure she will uh let's see so the next question that i wanted to dive into where does the lore go from here in the immediate season four future um really good question i'm i'm curious uh right now pirates of the caribbean kind of rounded off we really have kind of put a little bow on it it's nice we have the dark brethren that we have to worry about with duke and um wanda we uh davy jones is taking care of um teodoma is still kind of just hanging out on the beaches Flameheart's just kind of in the sky stitcher jim is mia and pendragon and slate are sticking around for reasons unknown uh with the Mer queen and the Mer king dead the siren kingdom is just kind of without leadership at the moment do we think that we're going to see a new monarch rise in place of the the current absence of a queen or a king like do you guys think that we're going to get some sort of siren update soon that's going to kind of address what what's going on with that lore or do you think that they've even considered like how that monarchy actually works and if there's a a new person that's supposed to come down or are they just completely free to do whatever they want they're going to switch to a democracy. They're going to have, you know, voting. And we all have to see, like, you know, we have to put in our ballot for whoever you think the uh, the siren, you know, president is going to be. What do you guys think? I don't think we know enough about the merfolk, the, well, the sirens, rather, to really know what could happen with if with them not having leaders. There's, there's not much in the way of lore that I've seen um, that would say here is... A siren that would rise up or anything so mm -hmm. I, I think that at the moment they can just do what they want yeah i think i kind of agree with that same line of thinking we just don't know enough at this point but my, my, my yeah. guess is that you know as time goes on we'll get more and more exposure to sirens in different ways maybe um i don't i don't foresee a whole bunch of lore progression immediately just because we got all the story in season three um, I don't expect them to do a whole lot mm. in season yeah, four. Maybe I'm wrong. I would love to be wrong, but I, I don't expect them. Like they, they seem to only put out story once a year. So we've got our our, our dump for the year. So I don't <laughs> really expect anything until next year. Oh, that's so yeah, interesting. I because I as soon as we got like the sirens and the uh, the ocean crawlers, I was like, oh, cool. They're gonna want to take advantage of this. They're gonna want to like drag us into the water as much as possible. Uh, but you're you're thinking that they they might not. 
dive deeper into that like we may not be going under the water anymore oh no that we might be able to do but just in Um, the like progression of the actual story of you know all that we've got sitting out there with flameheart and flameheart jr and stitcher jim and just all that kind of stuff i don't expect any of that anytime soon i'd love to be wrong but i doubt it'll happen now should could something happen with 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 sirens absolutely i I mean that's that's a new kind of a new thing and there's plenty of like i feel like they just scratched the surface with that and if we can it seems like they you know you they did expand the map within season three and instead of you know expanding it out they went down so there's there's tons and tons and tons of opportunity with that um so who knows i don't know it'll be interesting to see kind of how they how they move forward in the in the short term yeah, yeah just definitely. do it just do just do just do two things that i like to do wait and see or just jump into the insiders and you know the answer right away i don't want to like, be spoiled almost, almost that way spoiled. anymore to, to waste their own i mean uh, yeah i'm not saying that you can't i'm just saying personally i i'm i'm leaning more towards the seeing what's actually coming and getting the surprise getting the surprise of the pirate's life was amazing i'm so glad i didn't get spoiled on that my, my yeah. only hope is for season four is that if there are tall tales or there, there is more content coming and obviously we, we know that um, that they don't lease it all in one go and at the start because that, that was my biggest um problem with season three is they put everything out there straight away and so after six or seven weeks like more on board but want something else to do if they'd actually released it on a week so that the first five weeks of the season had some new content each week um so i hope that if as and when they obviously release more stuff into season four it's not and there you go everything in the start like it's great because it means that you go manic for two weeks yeah do everything all right or we will go mad for two weeks doing everything and making sure that we do everything with all of our crews um and then i think as we go back to the way we were before hunting other people down and nicking their stuff etc yeah patty i agree with that 100 percent if i had if i had one complaint about season three is i wish they would have staggered the release of all that stuff i mean my goodness you've got multiple months within the season stagger stagger out you know the content instead of having it all done and on the front end because I'm not a lot of these last few weeks have been exceedingly boring and the events that have come out have been less than stellar um yeah great so you guys would you rather have events going on during like a big drop because with pirate's life it was just pirate's life and i and i'm 100 with you as far as like breaking up the tall tales releasing those on a a week to two week cadence to really kind of stretch out that content. I know it feels like padding and a lot of people are going to be frustrated by that. So I sympathize with you there. But as as a game perspective, as a as a living service game, I feel like it works better to kind of piecemeal out this. It's something that Destiny does really where really well, where they will have a week uh, cadence with their storylines and each new week progresses uh, the story just a little bit further as you're playing through that season. So every week there's something to dive in that's just a little different. Uh, so to my question for you guys, do you want events going on during a, a content release that would follow a week by week cadence if they release a tall tale? So say that towards the end of this season, we would get uh, we would get like the the final tall tale, tall tale five. And during that time, Plunder Games was going on. So you had either tall tales to do or Plunder Game to do. And those would be options for you. 
or do you like to have the events in Tall Tales kind of separated out throughout the season? Going back to season three, because obviously that's what we can work from. That, like you say, you had five Tall Tales come out. If they'd have released Tall Tale one first week, second week release an event that is then two weeks long, so that you have something to do in that first week, and then third week, obviously, you then get a second Tall Tale. You then also still have a week's worth left of event. You have a mixture to do. So you have Tall Tale, and then um, event, and then you have both. And then you have an event, then you have both, then you have an event, then you have both. Um, Would have meant that for people who play on a regular basis, they'd have had something different to do each week. Yeah. I would, yeah, I would I love that. I, I think it's a, a, a way better way to set up the game to have something unique and interesting going on throughout the entire season. So hopefully they saw that. I, I think the I think the big thing was is that they wanted to get a big influx of players uh, and, and really capitalize on people jumping in for the first time as we get into news story that is predominantly i would say more sea of thieves lore focused that is going to reward the player base that is invested in the the story arcs that we're going on right now i would love for them to uh give us stuff that is kind of measured out for the rest of the season uh like you're saying pad because i think that's a great way to to really just kind of let people have a chance to jump into it at their at their leisure. Most people generally play on the weekends, and that's when they like to kind of work on their their stuff and having something new to look forward to each week, as opposed to binging it all right at the beginning. Uh, does say something about you know how much there there is uh, of that zeitgeist of living in that that event. It was what was so cool about the Curse Sales event. Uh, you know, each week we got a different area with a different crew during a different time. And it was all about understanding that and working it out and figuring out how to do that. Not necessarily the best example, but I think a lot of people really enjoy that. With uh, yeah. with us going into season four, um, what kind of events do you guys want to see? Uh, are are you are, was there an event in the past that you enjoyed and want to see brought into the season four uh, uh, season, but with maybe like a different twist on the the story aspect of it for it to work? I'm game for just about anything. Just lay off the go do this thing that we've already done now 10 times. Like, if I never have to sit on a skeleton throne ever again, I'm okay with that. If I never have to light a beacon ever again, I'm okay with that. I mean, how many times do you need to ring the bell at the top of the, uh, of you know, of the spire in the center of the map? I mean, you know, come on, let's, uh, let's get a little creative. Yeah, it would be nice to just uh, see something, and I do quote, New and new and interesting ways to play Sea of Thieves. Just you know, just give the new and interesting things a little bit more variety in what to do. Yeah, I'm I'm with so, you because I'll I'll take anything new. I'll take anything new at this point. I'm I'm kind of with you guys on that. Uh, I I love that they're doing the events. I love that the events are a way to to do something unique that isn't just going out and hunting down other ships or working on voyages or commendations and stuff. Um, I I do think that we have kind of this same kind of cadence of running into the same you know last year it was something similar it was the summer of uh sea of thieves and we did very similar tasks this year it was the plunder games and now mayhem uh i'm hoping that august of 2022 when we're working on whatever event we're doing it isn't kind of falling back into the same event uh like we we kind of expect that halloween has a set 
uh, festival theme that will revolve around lights, which I'm totally fine with because it's once a year and that's kind of what we expect now as a result of that. Uh, Christmas, yeah. simul similarly, we, we, we generally have a gift of giving. I think last year's was the best implementation that they've done so far. Um, and I, and I think I'm, and I'm fine with that. I'm, I'm okay celebrating the holidays because that's kind of what most other games do. It is a way to kind of bring in cosmetics that are themed appropriately. Uh, for this summer, there's not really a whole lot that goes on that you can really celebrate. And as a result, I, I think that they kind of lean more towards doing these kind of different tasks and stuff. So I would love to see stuff more like the Sea of Thieves shots where we're going out and doing something that is akin to summer activities, which I know Regis is kind of a, a weird thing considering it's actually winter for you guys as opposed to summer. So I, I, I understand yeah, that <laughs> I understand this kind of a weird a weird thing to fight against. Um, so but yeah. I, I would love to see what they come out with season four. Season four is going to also take us into Halloween as well, too. So it'll be the next three months. So September, October and November. Uh, at that point, we should be getting one of the events. We can probably anticipate they'll probably do another festival event for Halloween. I hope that they do the thing that I want companies to do with those events and actually kick it off at the beginning of October and let us fall into the end of it with Halloween. You know, it's it's so many companies go into the Halloween event and do it right at Halloween or like the week prior. And I'm like, that's cool for people that don't have kids and don't have to worry about walking their kids around to get treats and stuff like that. Now, granted, I know we're in, you know, coconut fever is still an issue here. So I know that a lot of people probably yeah. aren't going to be taking their kids out to do this. But in a world where that is not a problem, most people probably want to spend that time carving pumpkins, mm -hmm. celebrating the holidays, you know, watching scary movies, spending time with their family and stuff like that. We don't want to have to be on halloween scrambling to to get events done so please celebrate the whole month kick it off at the beginning of october um and and let us enjoy that part of the season uh that being said i would love to see what's coming prior to that at the beginning of season four in the middle of september give us a couple of weeks to jump on something that's fresh for the season and then kick it off with the festival stuff in october and then back to whatever we were, were planning on doing, you know, Thanksgiving kind of thing. If you want to do that for November, what do you guys think? Good, bad adjustments? Yeah, I like that general idea of thinking because it's, it's so weird. It seems like they they would start the Halloween thing right around Halloween. And then you're doing that all the way up until Christmas, just about. And I think that, I think they need to start it earlier instead of later, for sure. Yeah, I agree. Awesome. Well, that kind of kicks off. Uh, our hour for this episode. Um, was there anything that you guys had pressing that you you wanted to toss into the the episode uh, for for changes for things that you want to see to the game or issues that you're running into that you wanted to let the devs know about? They need to fix the mermaid puff of smoke whenever you try to board another ship. They you know you would I would assume with a 10 gig update that just came out that that would have been a fix, but it's been there all season long and it uh, the mermaids majorly give you away and other crews away when you're there out in the water that needs to be fixed for sure and you're you're talking about the for those that may not be aware you're talking about the bug where other crews can see the plume of smoke from a mermaid that is for you yes correct yeah yeah i, I noticed that as well it's it's uh it's given away a couple people who were swimming towards the ship that i was on at one point and i was like oh that's a bug interesting well good to know that they're coming yeah awesome well uh pad did you have something that you wanted to jump into 
Um, yeah, they also need to fix the shark coming onto the beaches. Whilst they said <laughs> they had fixed it, no, they haven't. I, <laughs> I swear to God, I have a, I've never swum so fast in my life. <laughs> Up a beach. <laughs> I don't know why I find it so funny, you running away from a shark on a beach. Oh, Ship I'm... sharks, I understand, but no, not land sharks. <laughs> Not just no land sharks, please. Oh. We have enough of ocean colors. We don't need another new enemy on the land. Ah, that just cracks me up. I'm sorry. I kind of want them to keep yeah, it just right. just because of that. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, um, unless anyone else has anything else they want to dive into, I don't want to uh, cut it off before everyone gets an opportunity. Mina, you good? Yeah, I'm good. Okay. Regis, anything? No, nothing really. Okay. All right. Well, I appreciate you guys jumping in. Um, I'm so glad that we got a chance to talk. I love chatting with you guys about this kind of stuff and getting your beat on things because it's always a different perspective because you guys have way more experience on the seas than I get to nowadays. So I love getting to, to see where you're at with things and what you want, what you want changed, things like that. Uh, thank you again to People's Republic for dropping in some questions for the uh, the discussion. Sorry, we didn't get to the last one, but um, that might be a good question for everyone to give me some answers for in next episode. So uh, next episode, let me know what you guys think. What additional pirate curses or chest curses would you like to see? So that's the homework for this week. I would love to get some feedback on that. And pirates, thank you. Uh, Hefe. Mina, Regis, Pad, thank you all for joining me. Um, if you guys have anything that you want to share, let me know and I will put it in the show notes. Other than that, I think that's going to do it. So thanks, Pirates. I hope you guys all have a wonderful week and we'll see you all next week. Six years since the bombs fell. And since I've left the vault, I've been trying to rebuild. This isn't the Appalachia that I remember. There's so much more to everything going on. And I promise to find the answer. So if you're out there, if you're listening, just hone in on these coordinates. There's a place for you at the end. Omega. The Omega Broadcast Fallout Story is available on iTunes, Spotify, and many great podcasting sources. Hey, Simone. Yes, Chad. What would you say is your favorite bad movie? Oh, where would I start? But probably at Zombie Strippers. Oh, yeah, which we've actually done on our podcast, Fresh Tomatoes, the movie podcast. 
This is a podcast where we take some of the worst movies ever created, and even some of those movies that you might have thought were brilliant, but still got a bad critic score, and we say nice things about them, because you know what? Someone put the effort in, so we're gonna be there fighting in their corner. Absolutely, Chad. Even if the movie was total garbage, there are some makeup artists that gave it their all, and we're here to recognize that. Exactly. And with really fun themes every week, such as National Treasure Week, Weddings Week, uh, movies with Jeremy Irons and dragons in them, how could you go wrong by joining us every Tuesday and Thursday for some optimism in your life? And like we say at the end of every episode, we love you and there's nothing you can do about it. We love you and there's nothing you can do about it. Goodbye! Bye.